Uh, hi folks. Okay, this is weird. Uh, my only content warning for this interview says David McSparky podcaster. Now, it has been two months since I did the interview, so I don't know. And we had COVID. And we had COVID, so I don't even know what the fuck that references anymore. Um, which brings me to warning number two, which is normally warning number three, and that is we swear. Yes. <laughs> Often we swear at warning number two, which is the animals we have. Hound is gazing at me adoringly and putting a paw on me whenever I stop petting her. So. And uh, Sergei is pensively pacing back and forth on my desk looking to make himself comfortable. I'm just going to go ahead and turn off my keyboard now and save myself the pain of... He's going to lay down on it and start rolling. Yep, there he goes. Hound is just looking beautiful and smug. I mean, that's what she does. Yes. So, yeah, uh, that's the stuff this week. We'll probably, you should probably also be warned about ADHD and uh, COVID. Yeah, since so we had it. And we had we'll it. talk about it. Yeah. So, Briefly. welcome to Productivity Episode 259. Uh, my guest this week, or our guest this week, is Simon Severino, who is a process guy and has written a really cool book, and I had a really great talk to back in May, and I'm really excited. Um, this was supposed to be episode 260, but we ended up taking last week off because we had the COVID. Yes. And neither of us were in any shape to actually record. I didn't have the energy. Like, most of the cough and sniffles and stuff was gone, but I barely had enough energy to get up and down the stairs and had to stop and take a break after each one. There's a lot of fatigue with this one. I yes. will say so far for me, it has not been as bad as the time I had the H1N1 swine flu. Yeah. Uh, I have bounced back a lot faster, but uh, the vaccinations probably helped. That does not mean that, you know, uh, I will not be feeling the effects of this one six months from now, because we don't know. We don't. We but don't. Uh, we are well on the road to recovery at least so. mm -hmm. yep and, spoiler uh, alert we got better yeah uh paxlovid the antiviral was something i was able to get um you weren't because we didn't we weren't able to get positive we weren't able to get tests to prove you had a positive test and it was I, also I on like sunday yeah uh, it, what with everything i couldn't get in the window to get the stuff yeah. ironically i still seem to have bounced back quicker than kevin did but uh yeah that could just be genetics. Uh, I'm marginally younger. I'm female, and it does. You don't push yourself harder. as hard as I do. Uh, that is true. Like you like know, you went out and put up a hammock because you wanted one while you had COVID. Yeah, but uh, my fever had broken by then, which was you know. Yeah. But yeah, I I even going in though, you know, my sleep habits are improving, but, you know, um, my two biggest sleep disruptions are Hound and Sergi, and I'd had, like, two nights in a row of really bad Sergi. So, yeah, I'm talking about you, um, and I think that contributed to how hard it hit me. Yeah. Um, also, since I was shedding, shedding viruses before, you know, I, it is very likely you caught it from me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there was there was no chance I wasn't going to. Yeah. So uh, particularly given that this is the BA five variant or whatever. I don't know if it's four or five. Yeah, it's one the of the five is the one everybody has right now. Okay, and so it's yeah, super duper, uh, like, super duper uh, um, transmissible. So, yeah, yeah. I so um, I wasn't that worried. But you might have been getting low doses of it that was helping kickstart your immunity, where I got it just smacked in the face with it yeah there, um, we don't know we're yeah, not scientists we, we're we're, no we're to, talking out of our asses to, right to now yeah back this one yeah plague is plague plague For whatever is plague reason is plague. uh i recuperated quicker but uh just it's it, it's nasty it's brutal yeah brutal uh, brutal brutal no no fun uh yeah do not recommend yes honestly for me the biggest problem i've had is not the the uh the plague sort of carryover it's all of my routines were completely disrupted like, oh yeah and so getting back to work is has been difficult just because 
uh, I've been so off kilter, and you know, right. my sleep schedule switched to uh, trended towards what it does when given the chance, which is I become nocturnal. And yeah, hey, uh, um, and you know, just not being able to do my standard daily routine of I go. I get lunch at the co-op. I go write words, which obviously I wasn't going to do because I wasn't going to go infect people. Yeah, you were so excited to be able to go to the co-op today, though. Oh my god, my my negative. I have been testing diligently. When I showed up negative and was not shedding virus, I you know damn near danced, and I my dancing is the white girl shuffle at best. So, Glad I didn't uh, have to witness that. No, I love I, you, but. Yeah, no Singing and dancing are not two of your talents. They they really aren't. I uh, I have many other skills. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So we are feeling a lot better, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, we have pretty much nothing to report as far as productivity because our productivity was we're feeling a lot better now. Yeah. No. All of our productivity was wrapped into healing, and yeah. I think that's fine. Um, I read a lot of books. I fiddled around with Obsidian, which is something I've been fiddling around with for a while. Um, and you heard two weeks ago, you know, Jay talk about Obsidian. And uh, actually, I'm going to be on Jay's podcast um, coming up. Uh, like, we're doing an interview for a podcast tomorrow afternoon slash evening. And then later in the evening, I'm actually going to be on their Socialist Librarian podcast, <laughs> talking about toxic productivity. So I'm excited. I will, I don't know if it'll be out when the show comes out. If it is, I will add it to the show notes. If not, I will add a link to the podcast again and uh, just let y'all do it. Uh, we were going to do it later, but they had a guest cancel this week. So it's like, can you do it this Wednesday? I'm like, sure. Why the hell not? And it suddenly occurs to me, I had a book come out last week. You did. Yeah, I was not in any position to appreciate that fact. Yeah, but uh, what moves the dead came out from Tornight Fire, and uh, so you can you can buy it anywhere that fine books, eBay, ebook or or physical are sold. Uh, get your indie bookstore to order it. Ask the library for it. Whatever. Uh, we love libraries. We love indie bookstores. Oh, we do. We, we really also do. are perfectly happy if you buy it off Amazon, frankly, yeah. because I mean, sales are sales, and you get paid the same anyway. Either the, way, the the the, much. the the ten million pound gorilla in the room. I I you know, mm -hmm. if you can buy it from any bookstore, do if you. Can, oh yeah, it's cool. I I do not judge. Uh, yeah. But yes, anyway, it is a nice little horror story. Uh, based on the fall of the House of Usher, I think it's mostly a fun romp with some horrific elements. It is. It is a fun romp with horrific ele uh, elements. It only has one scene that made me go, "What the actual fuck?" But not quite at the level of your next horror novel, <laughs> um, or the horror novel after that. So. Oh, that's a fantasy novel. Oh, that's a fantasy novel. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the one with the dead horse is the fantasy yes, novel. Yeah, yeah, that that's that. Oh, so that's a it's a dark fantasy novel. Yes, let's, let's I not offered it to them as a horror novel, and they were like, "This feels like a fantasy novel." I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, um, uh, it's a fun romp. What moves yeah, the dead? No. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. What moves the dead is 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 fun. I actually I really enjoyed it. Um, and if you have read mm -hmm. it and enjoyed it, uh, yes. They have asked for more Easton novellas, at least one more, so, and I'm working on writing it now. Yes, I so like Easton. I'm very happy with Easton. I, I love Easton. Easton is the narrator. I love being Easton when I write the books. <laughs> Easton is a lot of fun to be. There you uh, go. Just, uh, I mean, who hasn't secretly wanted to be a late 19th century retired soldier with... All of these sort of, you know, arrogance about other countries and whatnot, and confidence, and yes. being able to snark about Americans. Uh, I mean, that's fair. I snark <laughs> about Americans, and I am one. Well, so. yeah, well, that's the only reason I, 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 don't, I don't snark about anyone. Maybe the British just a tad, but, you know. I mean. But mostly Americans. You yes. Know, so. Hi, Sergei. Anyway, we should go to the interview so yes, that Sergey can uh, stop rolling around on your. Keyboard. And also, I think I just heard my uh, my pharaoh say it was done in the slow cooker or in the uh, this instant is the pot. The grain pharaoh, uh, not an Egyptian uh, dictator yes. who is living in the kitchen. 
Yeah. Um, so I want to go prep that and eat and, uh, you know, do my, do a couple evening things before we wrap this up. So, hey, uh, Simon Severino, he's got a new book out too. Awesome. Um, and we will talk about that as well as how he keeps himself organized and all that groovy stuff right after this. Here today with Simon, who has written uh, the book Strategy Sprints, and we're going to talk about that. But we're also going to find out how Simon himself stays productive, which I believe is probably informed very heavily by the book. Um, <laughs> and so, Simon, can you do a significantly better job than I just did introducing yourself and telling us about what you do? Hey, hello, everybody. Excited to be here. I'm Simon Severino. I'm in Vienna, Austria. It's 21 years that I do only one thing, and that is helping business owners with go-to-market. So everything sales, marketing, growing the business. And in that, uh, productivity plays quite a role, right? Uh, what is the best mm -hmm. thing to do and how do we do it the best way? That is right. what, I'm, what I'm being asked um, in the context of growing a business. And uh, I have three kids, so I have to be in, oh, yeah. organized in, in a kind of way. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, so so yes, I've yeah. been thinking about organizing my life and my my global business, and I'm I'm happy to share. Excellent. So let's just get straight to the meat of it. How do you your keep yourself organized? So I'm a systems guy, and I'm a freedom guy. And some people might go, well, but Simon, how, but isn't, isn't that a, a, a paradox? And I have to say, no, my freedom is the most important thing on the planet for me. That's why, you know, mm -hmm. I am self-employed and that's why um, I became an entrepreneur in the first place. But where does this freedom really comes from? It comes from habits and systems. Yep. And now some people might go, well, but, but systems is the opposite of freedom, right? You're imprisoned by some formulas. And I said, no, no, no. I build those formulas according to what's good for me. And they create the space mm -hmm. for me to do whatever I want to do in the day. So I am very flexible with the day in terms of if, if the sun shines, I'm out. And if it rains, <laughs> I'm more in, etc. I decide this during the day. But mm -hmm. where does this freedom come from because I run a global businesses in 24 mm -hmm. countries in a very competitive area, which is management oh, consulting. Yeah. And I have three kids. So that would be enough actually to be completely overbooked, overscheduled and half mm -hmm. burned out. Right. But oh, I yeah. don't, my day starts with, with me time, two hours. The first two hours of the day are me time. And, um, But maybe even before I share my day, how did I find the flow for my day? Because I think the process is what is yeah, generally yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and that's gonna and that that informs things like what tools do you use and what uh, you know what are these systems and habits, which is actually question three. So we can knock a whole bunch of things out by rolling yeah. through that, right? <laughs> so now after many years, I have found mm -hmm. the right flow for my day. There's a specific mm -hmm. things that happen in specific parts of the day. But how did I found it? Because everybody has to find their flow. Oh, yeah. And um, that's important, right? There is not one flow for everybody. So how do you find your flow and optimize your flow? I use something that I call the daily flow is, is, a, is a template where I write down how did I mm -hmm. allocate my time today And in the evening, it asks me two questions. It asks, Simon, of all the things that you did today, which one should you delegate or cut or automate next? Right. And the second question that it asks, Simon, if you would live more freely and more intentionally, what will you do tomorrow? 
So you're actually of the bigger yeah, things. Yeah, you, you you actually yeah, you, you get that bigger things and then you're sort of pre-planning tomorrow at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So in the evening, before before I close this day, so I close this day and literally I close my computer basically, but before mm -hmm. I close it on the daily flow, which I write with my hand on my iPad, because that's how I like to I like to write it. <laughs> uh, and so I write it with my pencil, mm -hmm. and um, and but before it asks me, so I go through today's day. It asks me those two reflective questions, and informed by by this little review, which takes me three minutes, mm -hmm. I now design the flow of tomorrow. Some part are the hard landscape. It's just in my calendar. It's meetings booked already. Yeah. So, but and other parts I can still influence, and they will depend on the weather. Mm -hmm. And on my mood <laughs> and on my kids' yeah. mood, etc. And if there's one thing I've I've learned as a parent, uh, both of mine are gone now. Both not gone, gone, but like they live they live elsewhere. They are adults. Um, is that yeah? Your kids' mood will inform your mood, whether you like it or not. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We serve them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mine are six and three, so it everything oh, will yeah. around them, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas mine are now 20 and 20, uh, about to be 24. So cool. It, Much it, more yeah, it, it, yeah. And, and that's the thing is they get older and that, that your flow will change. Right. I, I, I noticed that myself as my flow changed as they became more independent, as they had other things going on and I didn't have to plan my day around them as it were. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, and this tool is what keeps me yeah. productive, if you want, but it's just what, what keeps me um, energized and healthy and focused because I use it every day. I also share it. It's on our website and people can download it and, sh and use oh, it awesome. if they want. It's on strategiesprints.com. And many, many of our clients, many of my friends, they use it and they say, hey, cool, I'm just on track. Mm -hmm. It gets a little bit better. And everybody will find that specific parts of the day are done for specific tasks for them, depending on their energy cycle. Yeah. My energy cycle is I have more energy in the morning and less in the evening. So for me, the flow is quite clear. Uh, the first two hours of the day is me time, because if I don't have that mm -hmm. there, it will never happen because... As soon as my kids wake up, it revolves around them. And then when my colleagues start working, it revolves around them. Oh, so, yeah. So the first two hours, I take care of my own needs. I call it me time. Mm -hmm. It's in the calendar. And in my case, it's being in nature and running because that's, that's what my body needs. Then the morning is deep work. So after bringing the kids to kindergarten, and then uh, it's deep work, and then nobody mm -hmm. can schedule any meetings with me. I have an open calendar. People can schedule stuff. But the, mini the morning is blocked, and it's just mm -hmm. called top three. Okay, yeah. How do so you decide on the top three? to 11.30, yeah. it says mm -hmm. top three, and it's blocked. Because okay. I use the GTD... System, David Allen. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One of our client, one of our partners, and uh, I learned GTD from him. Uh, we helped mm -hmm. them organize their company. They helped us with our productivity systems, and so I <laughs> nice. use this method, which is whatever is in your head, you put it onto that list, and in the moment you pull from the list. Okay. So there is only what's the next action per project, and so you have a okay. list of possible next actions, but you pull them when it's the right moment. And so I have these top three lists. I go through my list and say, okay, what are the three things that I should do to today? And I pull them from mm -hmm. that list. And I've usually flagged them in the evening before when I do my review. Right, okay, right. what are the most important things of tomorrow? Flag, flag, flag. And so in the morning, I sit down. It's quite a routine. I was running already. I was playing with my kids already. So I am in peak state. I am... I know I was moving, so yep. I am, I am energized. I am happy. I sit down. I have my tea or my coffee, and then I see the three flagged things, and I know okay, the next three hours I have to finish mm -hmm. those three things. 
and everything is off. The phone is off and there are no notifications coming in. Oh, that must be wonderful. I wish I could get away with that. <laughs> I work in this a very was reactive the only, industry. Yeah. Yes, you are you are on, on a on a book writing retreat right now. This was the only right. chance for me to write a book because in the last 20 years I just wrote one book. And I was only able because I have these mornings. And so the top three were always write 500 words, write 500 words, oh, write 500 yeah. words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Normally I work in the tech industry. And so uh, one of the big concerns is we have, you know, it is, there's that constant interruption and that constant sort of like, you know, uh, Slack notifications or emails coming in or, um, uh, you know, whatever it is to say, hey, can you talk about X? Can you do Y? And so, you know, I appreciate that if you're able to block that time off and I've started doing it in my afternoons because that's when uh, a lot of my coworkers at least the people I work with the most are either in Europe or in the U S. So we do a lot of morning meetings and things like that. So that's when I can get that flow, right. Is in the afternoons. And that's also when my energy peaks, which I realize is a little strange for a lot of, uh, when I talk to people that, that, uh, you know, they're like, Oh no, it's, you know, and uh, big energy early in the morning. I'm like, no, I, mine really starts around one in the afternoon. Right. And that's so, why it's important that everybody yeah. finds their flow because everybody mm -hmm. has a different energy curve. Yeah. And part of it's that also in the afternoons, I have fewer distractions, right? Fewer people coming up to me saying, uh, can you tell me, you know, about X or Y, or can you help with this problem over here or there? Right. So, yeah, big thing, big thing, finding that flow and, a lot of people have a one size fits all sort of, or a lot of productivity experts, I should say, have a one size fits all, just, you know, do it from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> so it's refreshing to hear somebody say, you have to find your own flow. Yes. There yeah. are some general principles, but everybody mm -hmm. has to find in their context. And also the context changes, right? When your kids grow up, it's different. Oh, yeah. When they're young, it's different. If you have no kids, it's different. You have to, your team might be that your team needs you in the morning, but in the yeah. afternoon, you could do your top threes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or we, we make so it. It's a, a negotiation with yeah. your surroundings, with your yeah. most important people. Yeah. Or maybe your team shifts. Like my team could shift and suddenly we have, you know, instead of, uh, instead of I'm working with a lot of, uh, you know, half my team is in Europe, maybe half my team is now in Australia. And suddenly now it's an afternoon thing for me on the East coast of the U S right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but we were saying, you know, my, my team might change. And so I might have to change where that focus time is or my, you know, I'm getting older, my body and metabolism cha are changing constantly. Right. And so that also informs when. Yeah. Yes. I like mm -hmm. to think in, in seasons. So, I like the seasonality of my life. There are some seasons where I am more expanding and there are some seasons mm -hmm. where I'm more contracting. You know, like winter and spring yeah. and summer and fall are different. So also my life has seasons and I am not totally in control of that. Stuff happens. It's aging. It's the seasons of how old my kids are. It's the seasons <laughs> of if right, the world yeah. is in a pandemic or not, etc. There are many things happening outside of my control. And uh, I try to embrace the seasonality and say, okay, it's the season of recession. Okay, let's go with it and organize around that. Because there is no, there is no way of working against that. We can orient and reorient and adapt. And I think a smart productivity system is one that understands oh, yeah. what is in your control, what's not in your control, and what's the wisdom to to separate them. And what yeah. is in your control, yeah. and, that's um, what you organize. That's why I actually, in engineering, I like uh, little a agile, not big a agile. You know what I'm saying? 
where Big A Agile is the very formalized version of the Agile Manifesto, and Little A is how it was meant to be, where the manifesto informs how you behave, not dictates, right? So you were able to adapt and adjust much faster. Yeah. Absolutely. And you tell Mm -hmm. me, the, the book that I just wrote, Strategy Sprints, is exactly about that, how you apply the Agile principles to running companies, which is a very different oh, yeah. setting yeah. than it was meant in the first place. But yes, you can take the mm-hmm. and you always have to bring them to the yeah. real life and real yeah, context yeah. of um, the people. And talking with some of the people who wrote the Agile Manifesto and they're like, oh, it was meant to be changed. It was meant to be adjustable, not you know, stone tablets of commandments. <laughs> yeah. So... Mm. Mm-hmm. As, as soon as something is becomes rigid, it it does not right. serve oh, yeah. a dynamic yeah, yeah. purpose, and life is dynamic, um, right? So we've we've gone around a lot about this whole system, and I love it. Um, uh, so, are there any uh, other than the worksheet? Are there any other tools you use to help keep yourself on track and organize? So we've talked about your calendar. I'm gonna guess it's either Outlook or Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 but whatever calendar they are using right. hey everything whatever works use it uh it can be you know a sheet of paper if, if that's helpful mm-hmm. for you i use a google calendar because uh we work in 24 countries and i want my calendar to yeah. be accessible yeah. to as many countries as possible and mm-hmm. it it first it's easy to collaborate in a google environment it's built for that um, but whatever works, hey, keep doing it. All my systems are tool agnostic. They mm-hmm. they work on the principal level. You can switch tools every yeah. couple of years. I, I just went through a big tool works. hunt. So yeah, yeah. Because tools yeah. evolve all the time. So it's like, oh, I, I yeah. Evernote isn't working for me. So let me find a different note taking app and what works for me now. Um, and I think that that's that's important that you are saying it. Mm-hmm. If you need to change to suit your needs the system shouldn't be dependent on a specific tool, right? No, absolutely. So Mm -hmm. I also changed from Evernote to something else because at that time, Evernote was was the best wisdom um, uh, system for me. But if you think of the principle, Mm -hmm. what do you want to do? You want to do two things. You want to... Save stuff yes. and find stuff when you need it. These are the two things. And then you want to link the single elements together so that when you are searching for something, you don't find just that mm-hmm. stuff, but also related stuff. And at that time, oh, uh, yeah. Evernote was the only thing in town who could do that. Oh, now yeah. there are like yeah. seven of those. Yeah, I was so going to say, which, which of, of the, the big ones, uh, I just finished the uh, Building a Second Brain course from Diego Forte. And Tiago, yeah, Tiago's oh, yeah, great. Oh, yeah, Tiago, cool. Um, but I, like uh, it. Yeah. I used Evernote for that. And then as I was yes. implementing, you know, applying the system more, now that the, the cohort is complete, I was like, Evernote doesn't work for me, like, in the long term. And so, you know, yeah. Um, so yeah. now I'm using both NotePlan and um, Obsidian. And I love Obsidian for doing that, like the linking and the visualization in Obsidian is insane. Um, and NotePlan basically writes everything as a, as a text file that you can just like point Obsidian at and it'll work as an Obsidian vault. So I've been like thumbs up on that. What are you using these days? <laughs> okay. Every couple of years I change. I change. Oh. Right now it's Notion and Asana. In three years it's something else. The principles mm-hmm. for me are always the same. The principles right, are right. my daily habit, weekly habit, monthly habit. Daily habit, how do we allocate my time? What do I delegate next? The weekly habit, get me the three most important mm-hmm. numbers right now in a real-time dashboard. And that is can be a simple spreadsheet with three numbers, right. and I see current target and deviation. Or it's something fancy, and you create it fancy, also fine. The only important right. thing is that you use right. it every week because it's the weekly habit. <laughs> and so 
the, what's the best tool? Yes. The tool that your yeah. team uses every day. That's the best tool because it's the one yeah, that gets uh, actually used. Tiago was talking about how for as as his company has grown that he's had to start like sort of use notion more because that has the big collaborative stuff for the company, but he still keeps, you know, all his personal stuff, everything else he's doing in, uh, in, yeah. uh, in Evernote. Um, so tell me about the yearly habit now, because we've talked about daily yeah. and we've talked about weekly. We haven't talked about yearly yet. Mm -hmm. Yes. The monthly, the year is so <laughs> the far monthly, away. Yes. I don't even think about the year. Uh, we have week daily, mm -hmm. which is how we allocate our time. Weekly, give, mm -hmm. are we moving in the right. right direction at the right pace? It's the three numbers. Uh, give me this week's mm -hmm. marketing numbers, sales numbers, ops numbers in one real-time dashboard. And then there is the monthly habit. Hey, are we doing the right thing for the oh, right yeah, people yeah, yeah. at the right price? What else could we do? So it's more of a strategic check. And that has oh. the budgeting mm -hmm. as a tool. So whatever your right. budgeting tool is, for me, it's a spreadsheet, simple spreadsheet, costs of this month. How do we allocate costs? And so I want to know of the 10 things that we are doing, where are we really winning against our competitors? And it's just two or three where you are really mm -hmm. winning. I want to know them. And then there are right. some where you're just losing. Mm -hmm. I want to know them also because the ones where we are losing, this is where we will cut 15% of the costs oh. for the next mm -hmm. month. So in the next month's budget, there will be 15 less percent investments of time, money, and people into those where we are losing, and we move them directly to where we are already right. winning. Because if we are already winning and we put mm -hmm. in 15% more attention and resources, we're going to crush it. And that makes us uh, that creates a strategic advantage, maybe even a moat against our competitors. And that's why the monthly habit is really around strategic advantage. Where are we winning? How can we mm -hmm. be even one centimeter um, in front of our competitors? I, so, and that's, that's really interesting because um, I work in uh, the capacity section of my company right? Where we're dealing with, do we have enough capacity? We're allocating things. Are we spending the right money in the right places to ensure that the customers are getting the best service? And so, yeah, the, the idea that maybe we should be investing less in certain areas or in, you know, our case, regions of, of spend, spend of regions of cloud resources. Um, maybe we should be spending less in the regions that aren't instead of you know, we should cut back there and that will, and that way we actually can reallocate to other places it is a powerful thing that we're constantly, constantly going through. Right. Yeah. Super important. So, uh, all right. So that's the month. The year is so far out that, that that's not really a big focus, but do you do like a yearly planning session or, or any of that sort of goal setting? No. Oh, no, mm -hmm. not really. We have a three years vision, okay. 90 days goals, three goals and mm -hmm. three numbers that measure every week the progress towards those three 90 days goals. So our year, if you want, is a 90 days year, <laughs> and we have four yeah. years per year. <laughs> we have we have cut. Right. And that's yeah, my yeah, yeah. way of living agile. That's the strategy sprints method. You cut everything in the quarter mm -hmm. and the three years vision. So you have very long term and very short term and nothing in between. No milestones, no interdependency analysis. All that middle thing gets cut out because it was never true in the first place. Right, it's right, right. usually just a planning exercise and all those plans never get delivered on time on budget. So let's cut it. That was our thing. Mm -hmm. And after a couple of years of living that, now it became the strategy sprints method. Now it's what everybody wants to have. Yeah, oh, Simon, yeah. I also want this 90-day planning cycle because it's, it's... Yeah, the, the whole, yeah. we're going to do the big plan at the start of the year and then we're going to break it down into quarters and then da 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 da, da. Uh, It never and, worked. Or from a software development perspective, it can work, but it's almost artificial deadlines 
because the market may change, the priorities might change, but once, you know, it feels like those, those yearly goals are sort of set and no one goes back and reviews and says, do we really need to do this or do we still need to meet it? Take it to a 90 day cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine your yearly goals of February, 2020, how relevant they are <laughs> Right. one week later. Right. So plans, plans are irrelevant, but the planning mm -hmm. That's that's what is important. Yeah. So that you you can sort of yeah yeah the plans. But plans uh, they change yeah, all the time. Believe me, I I, I got that. Um, I think we all learned that the hard way <laughs> in the last two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. CNN Plus had a big plan and yeah. put in three hundred million dollars. And one week yeah. later, the whole plan yeah. is gone. Uh, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. Better to do that agile. <laughs> Then you would have spent just 3K <laughs> and found out <laughs> right? with a prototype um, in a week. Or you get uh, uh, the, the sudden, like all of the people who had uh, uh, worked around the idea that, you know, they were going to be providing content and streaming, and that was sort of a long-term thing, suddenly are able to shorten it and were de deploying and delivering you know, much quicker, like, um, Disney plus had been planned for years. Um, but until I guess 2020, it didn't feel like it was as big a thing. And then suddenly they were just like, well, I guess we're launching all of this as soon as possible. Right. And came out as a juggernaut. Mm -hmm. And now they are yeah. competing Yeah, and now they're competing against Netflix yeah. and against HBO, etc., and Hulu. And I, I literally, I have not invested one cent in any of them because I don't know who will be around mm -hmm. next year. All of them can be the winner. Yeah. All of them can be the loser. I cannot tell you who will be around in three years because it's, it's a question of month to month. Mm -hmm. Who will learn more about the clients? Who yep. will have them stick around better? This is, I think, where Amazon is right now crushing yeah. it with in terms of retaining clients. And Netflix got got oh, yeah. penalized so much because of the users that they lost. And part of that was just Ukraine. Mm -hmm. But you just miss a little bit in earnings in terms of expectation. And then they, you, the market penalizes you right. with a 30% right. decrease right. in price, in valuation. So... Mm -hmm. Whatever yearly plan you have, you'd better you'd better take yeah. the. And one of the, the other things that's interesting, thing. at least in the streaming world, has been that um, Disney, at least, really quickly, and Netflix caught up, and Amazon caught up, you know, really quickly that it was about what exclusive content they can provide, versus like you know there was a point where it's like oh well if I want to watch a, a stream a movie which service it's on all of them and now it's like I. We're Star Wars fans, and I'm a Marvel fan, so we have to have Disney Plus because no one else has that content, right? Yeah, yeah. These uh, days, you know, like yeah, of course. Apple, who I wouldn't have thought, suddenly coming out of what one would say nowhere with amazing original series, right? Suddenly, they went from we make you know we make devices and we make a really good phone and computers to we're making amazing television series. You know, it's just, yeah. And now we have just seven teams, seven mm -hmm. amazing teams yeah. building amazing stuff. Who will be around next year? I right. have no clue. They have no clue. And every month will make oh, yeah. the difference. Every month, it, the question mm -hmm. is how much do they learn, how much they deliver, and how quickly can they implement what they're yeah, learning or their in users that case, what they, what they really, really want. Need. Yeah. Um, But, you know, and then you, you can actually see that yeah. reflected in things like Zoom and BlueJeans and the platform we're on right now, Zencaster. You know, uh, it went from we have these tools and they're great for meetings and all of that. But, you know, all of them had to start adjusting really quickly to be able to address the changing needs of people. Um, so, yeah, Zoom is currently the winner, but, you know, next month. It might be, you know, some amazing new video video conferencing service from Amazon or someone we've never even heard of, right? Um, everybody's now jockeying for that position. So it, it's a, a fascinating, like how rapidly 
companies have had to change and adapt. Um, but doing that on like a one-year plan, it's so hard to make those sudden pivots. 90-day plan, that makes great sense, right? Especially from a strategy perspective. Yeah, you know, if you would have, for 21 mm -hmm. years, I've been teaching strategy in, in the traditional right. executive MBAs. And if you would say that from the stage of an executive mm -hmm. MBA, they would say, what, a quarter? Come on, a quarter is already gone, basically. I'm thinking in the next three years. And what has mm -hmm. changed over the last 20 years is all the five years plan, three years plan, one year plan, they right. just are not reliable anymore. And we have to learn much quicker than that. And we have to build our companies more like Lego than like Duplo. <laughs> many great. small parts. Because you need to you mm -hmm. need to repair the ship oh, yeah. while you are on the water. Look what's going on right now. The, the Federal Reserve is trying to repair yeah. the American economic system uh, while it's right. on the water. They're trying to repair the ship. Well, it's tough. So you better made, mm -hmm. uh, be made of very, very small parts. Then you can actually do it. Because if you're not you are already too late right. and then you are in too long of a cycle. The short cycles are important for two things. First, because you want to get the weak signal early instead right. of getting the big signals when it's too late. Yep. So that you can still respond. And mm -hmm. the second is because you want to change stuff. And so you need contracts that you can change mm -hmm. that are not for two years. And, um, and um, parts that are like yeah. Lego so yeah, that yeah, you yeah. can recombine them quickly. And yeah, I've seen challenges with that working in my industry where uh, all the big providers want like a three-year commitment to get the really good discounts. But in three years, well, in three years, the technology nice changes try. so rapidly that <laughs> what I commit to, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, why they exactly. want a three-year commitment. Know, in they... <laughs> like a year, the stuff I've committed to for three years may not even be, uh, as we've seen with some larger providers, may not even be available anymore, yes. right? So, yeah. you know, we're, we're having to fight, exactly. well, not fight, but negotiate with them to make that more flexible, right? Um, mm -hmm. Wow. This is all great, deep stuff. I love it. Um, so we've talked about your systems and habits. We've talked about sort of your daily and, and some of the tools you use, but you're really agnostic about the tools. Um, are you ready? And we've talked about what your daily routine looks like. So that's the first four questions out of the way. Um, are you ready for the fun ones? <laughs> All right. Um, what sure. is uh, like the best advice you've been given and or in addition to the best advice you would give someone else? Mm -hmm. The best advice I've been given was by Ray Dalio, and he said, have at least five uncorrelated assets. So build for all weathers. Okay. Whatever you build, build for all weathers. And he said that right. in the context of portfolio management and investing. But I think that's important for for many areas of life. Oh, yeah. And especially in investing, it's important right now because mm -hmm. if... People like you who are in tech and they both mainly Zoom, etc. Mm -hmm. They're having a very tough time right now. But if they were listening to Ray Dalio and they have five uncorrelated assets, so one is tech, oh, but yeah. other four are uncorrelated, then they're having a much, mm -hmm. much yeah, no, better uh, time right my now. My family had always been a uh, big investor or at least had a lot of things uh, invested in General Motors. And in 2008, right, that all just poof. You know, you know, after being told you need to diversify, mm -hmm. you need to diversify. Well, now you have to change your entire investment strategy. Right. And, you know, they say diversify yeah, and they yeah. just mean pick different things, but it doesn't automatically yes. mean that they are uncorrelated because you might buy. You know, you, mm -hmm. buy, you might buy Amazon and Zoom and Walmart and Netflix and you think you are diversified but you are not because they are all correlated. Yes. When, when, oh, yeah. when they fall, they fall together. 
And so you have to look at what is uncorrelated. So when, when Netflix goes down, mm -hmm. what's going up? For example, commodities. When, when the dollar, et cetera. So what is really uncorrelated? And that changes again, yeah. month you by month, really quarter be... by quarter. Not just so when we talk about financials, you should be investing in several different industries that are sort of unrelated. When we talk about investing our time or our attention, we should be investing it in the things that are important to us, but maybe not necessarily interrelated. Right? I mean, it feels like we should be, but we shouldn't. We should be investing our time and attention in several different things. Okay, so as I was saying, yeah, we should be investing our time and attention in things that are um, that are diverse and not necessarily interrelated. Yeah. Right. Like, um, yeah. Uncorrelated. Like I love building with Legos. Yeah. <laughs> Uncorrelated. Um, I love building with Legos, but you know, when you're building the big set and it's all gray, well, you should have some blue, you know, if I'm building something like Freeform, it'll have blue, and green and yellow and red and, uh, to, because it's the shape I'm looking at. It's not a specific mm. thing. Going back to the Lego metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Um, that's, that's actually great advice. Um, anything else? Is there, is there something you would sp like specifically say to someone as, as, uh, you know, advice you really want to share with everyone? Right now is super important to have three things. Revenue systems, mm -hmm. saving systems, and investment systems. Because some of them will break, right. but you still have two others. So revenue systems means you have repeatable, multiple um, revenue streams that are reliable, mm -hmm. repeatable. They are not by chance. They are really reliable. You create the demand. You are not waiting for be to be picked. You are creating a constant demand and managing that. That's the revenue systems. Mm -hmm. This is what we teach in the strategy sprints method. Then the saving systems means, um, what's your mm -hmm. profitability? So, um, what what mm -hmm. stays really with you? Because you know, my definition of a successful mm -hmm. life is not that you earn a lot. My definition of a successful life is you live the life that you want, and in that. What comes in is more than what flows out. So that can be you are backpacking all the time, but you are happy and you are you have slightly more than you mm -hmm. than you spend. Well, that's a successful life. And that is depends on your saving system. Because if you just can keep your costs in an appropriate size, then you might be mm -hmm. in financial freedom and in 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 joy with much lower revenues. So that's why a saving yeah. system is quite important. And whatever your system is, mm -hmm. right, there are many cool stuff. And then investment system is where you oh, have yeah. your net worth allocated in different uncorrelated assets. And um, and you, you know how to rebalance it. You know how to pick the right assets. Mm -hmm. That is fundamental analysis. You know when to buy the right assets. This is technical analysis. Yeah. And you don't have to be a genius in that, but to know a little bit about it and what are uncorrelated assets and how often you need to rebalance and check that everything is fine. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, all right. Now, now for, uh, now for the, the, uh, often the, the uh, depressing, but easy for people to answer question. How do you yourself deal with uh, failure uh, or missing a goal? I love failures and I miss goals all the time. And it's so what is failure for me? I want to have four, five, six failures every day. If I don't, then did I really live the day fully? Did I really explore what the limit is? What's possible? Mm -hmm. Probably not. So I make mistakes all the time. Because one part is the very mm -hmm. fixed part. It's the, you know, our, our habits. So the daily habit, weekly habit, the monthly habit, that's always the same. But on yeah. top of that, I run by intuition. I run experiments. I have an idea. Hmm, maybe we create a course about investing. Let's try it. I build it. 
I pre-launch it, and then we see if it's really helpful, if somebody needs it. And mm-hmm. so let's say you just you sold just 20 pieces. Some people might say, oh, that's a failure. For me, that's just a feedback. Okay, the, the world doesn't need it right now. Let's build something else. That's how mm-hmm. we learn, actually. So failure... Yeah, failure is only something if it's irreversible, and if it's happen, if it happens, let's say, after six months or or many months of you trying something, and then of course the CNN Plus fiasco, mm-hmm. that's a failure because because they right. wasted three hundred million. Mm-hmm. But if I put in three hours and I build nine modules and then I launch them with three emails and I realize, okay, it's not being bought. That to me is just learning. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important to do things small and quick and, and measure often because I have not wasted any resources. I've just wasted three hours and three emails. That's okay. That's not a failure. It's learning. It's exploration. Right. Of course, if I just mm-hmm. do three projects and they have a million-dollar budget on top of them and I just measure every six months if they work, oh-oh, that's a big failure. I don't want this kind of failure. I want exploratory, multiple <laughs> parallel right. experiments. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, I love that. That's that's great. Um, all right. On the other side of that coin, the happy but often difficult for people question. Right? Do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? Not enough. I should do much more. Um, <laughs> I want to do it much more because it's so important. So Mm -hmm. what we're doing right now is every meeting starts with magic moments. So whenever we come together, the first question is always, Mm -hmm. what was your magic moment of this week? Because we have weekly meetings with our team. And so the first one, what were magic moments? And everybody tells about some magic moments with the clients, with their colleagues, in their life, whatever. And so Mm -hmm. we start from there. And that builds automatically some form of gratitude because human beings are wired to find the problems, to see the problems. Let's say you had five amazing things right. happening to you today and and three mm-hmm. awful things. And if I just ask you, how are you? You will tell me the three awful ones because they are top of mind. That's how we're wired. <laughs> That's why if I meet right. you and say, hey, tell me what was a magic moment it's the only chance that you have to mm-hmm. actually retrieve the five good ones. And so that's why it, this is yeah. one of the routines that helps us, but I would love to find many more routines. Mm-hmm. So for example, I don't read the newspaper anymore. Mm-hmm. Not, not even one. And I don't watch TV. I don't blame you. Yeah. Because they never tell you, Oh, today 60,000 kids were happy when they met their grandma. It's never a headline. The headline mm-hmm. is only one person did this horrible thing. But you will never hear 600,000 right. people woke up and were just happy and in love. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they crossed the street and nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> so I reduce the, the amount yeah. of you know, negative loops. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to instill more of those gratitude mm-hmm. uh, r- reminders. I'm not good at it, but I am... I'm, I have the intention of finding more of those loops and installing more of those loops. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really healthy. Do you, just out of curiosity, like on a personal level, if you have a big win or something, do you do anything special just like with the kids or, or family or anything like that? Yes, in the evening, because I cook in the evening for my for my family. And so in the evening, there oh, will okay. be a special yeah. wine. It's not the normal papa wine. And they know the difference because the normal wine is the normal wine. <laughs> oh, papa had put the special wine. Special wine, papa, what happened? Oh, today I want to celebrate this. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it's a sparkling rosé or something. Something special, different than the everyday. Mm-hmm. And, and then I talk about it and they say, well done, Papa. And yes, that's a little mm-hmm. celebration. And mm-hmm. also in the evening when we come together. Because awesome. my, my kids are six mm-hmm. and, and, and three mm-hmm. and zero. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But the six years old and the three years old, <laughs> we have a ritual in the evening. We always, That inspired, by the way, by a movie, in, uh, a Pixar movie. Uh, with these five main emotions, and so in the eve, and we watched that oh, movie. Oh, Inside Out! I haven't seen it yet. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. 
Oh, I they loved it. it. And so in the evening, we, we always make a round uh, of interviewing each other. What make you what made you sad today? What made you glad today? What um what made you angry? What was bad? We say bad because you know, three years old and six years old. So what was bad? And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this kind of basic emotions. And and so we interview each other. And even the three years old interviews me. Papa, papa, what made you joy today? What made you sad today? What made you anxious? And then I I answer, we all answer. And so that's also one of the moments where all emotions have their place, not just what was, you know, joyful. Mm -hmm. Everything can be sad. It, it, it doesn't, mm -hmm. it, it just has a place. And we will talk about all emotions quickly. That's, my God, that's beautiful. That is, that is amazing. I, 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 I admire you and your family for that. And sometimes, you know, think, you know, hindsight being 2020, 20 years ago, had I been doing this podcast and hearing that, I probably would have started doing something similar, you know, but uh, wow, that's, that's amazing. And the six-year-old, of course, has more eloquence and words and tells me really differentiated stuff. The three-year-old oh, yeah. is just, okay, what made you joy? Mama. What made you sad? Papa. Okay. But it's still, you know, the space for that and <laughs> it will become more precise month by month, yeah. but it's important just to have that conversation, that space. Yeah. And I, I will say that, you know, when they get to about 13, uh, what made you joy today? Eh. <laughs> what made you, you mad today? Eh. <laughs> exactly. And it's fine. Um, and we will evolve with them. But yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, before we talk about the book real quick, uh, as we were saying before the interview started, um, we don't want our listeners giving us money. We want them to go to people that um, need it way more than we do. So uh, do you have a charity that you would recommend our listeners give their money to instead of to like us? Yes. So we, we did send our money this year to Charity Water, which, mm -hmm. and which is a traditional mm -hmm. charity. And we did also send to the Ukrainian government, they created a Bitcoin wallet where you can send them Bitcoin if you are into that kind of thing. But that's oh, the, wow. the one thing that nobody can mm -hmm. take from them. And so uh, yeah. these are two possibilities. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the water charities, all of them are very important right now. So important. Um, uh, so yeah, I will happily... Uh, link to both of those for our listeners. And then the other thing I want to link to is your book and uh, where we can find you online. So tell me about that. I'm so proud about this book, Strategy Sprints. It's now on Amazon and it is a labor of love. It took me 17 years to write this book mm -hmm. because it was in the field solving the business problems of business owners, right? How do I market? How do I hire? What do I do if this happens? How do I prioritize mm -hmm. multiple things? How do I reconcile conflicting goals? All the very practical, very big problems oh, yeah. that we all have. Mm -hmm. And whenever something was working, it became a tool, a template, a checklist for the other clients. And whenever something was working mm -hmm. 20 times in four different industries in three different countries, it would become mm -hmm. a so-called tool. And this book is the collection of those right. tools. So it's very practical. Oh. I have it here on my desk and literally mm -hmm. if I have a month where my marketing doesn't yeah. work, I go to chapter three marketing and I go, hmm, which part did I <laughs> skip? And literally it says, oh, Simon, you did skip step seven because you think you're smarter. You think you can do a shortcut, but you can't. And every time you do the shortcut, it doesn't mm -hmm. work. So I go back to it and I use it literally as a checklist for my daily activities. And according to the Amazon reviews wow. that I'm reading, People say it, it yeah. saves them a lot of time and it gives them very helpful blueprints for their business. Uh, you are one of the few authors I know who reads their Amazon reviews. Like, of course, I, uh, most of the authors I know are fiction and they don't read their reviews because they could have five, like we were saying, they could have 5,000 positive reviews and one person who didn't like it and they will obsess over that one bad review. Oh, yes, I read right? every one of that them. That had nothing to do with them. Yeah. Because I want to know yeah. what 
what the resonance is and right. which parts are the most helpful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Very different from fiction in that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so other than Amazon, where do we find you and your book online? I, I guess the difference to fiction is fiction. You write it and you know what you're writing mm -hmm. in business. You write it in the hope right. that it, it will make people's life better but in the hope. <laughs> right. And so you have to get the validation. Mm. Yes, this did improve my life. Otherwise, you know, okay. you, you didn't, you didn't deliver what you, what you tried to do. Yeah. Oh, fair. Very fair. Yeah. Yes. It's on Amazon. And you can always do a revised second edition. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. It's whatever you buy books, yeah. it's there. Yeah. Uh, it, mm -hmm. It's on every physical mm -hmm. and digital bookstore on the planet. If you do it on Amazon, please leave me a review because I, I read them and you can make my day. <laughs> yes. Um, is there a website for it? You can as also well? destroy my day. If you say, oh, that's horrible, then I will cry for oh, yeah, four yeah, yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even saw that the Bible, the Bible gets criticized on Amazon. So, mm -hmm. my goodness, these are tough times. <laughs> it's a horrible book. <laughs> <laughs> that that'll vary yeah <laughs> so um so yeah um and uh i think i saw there's like a website for you and the book yes strategiesprints.com these were were also the tools from yeah. the book you can download also directly the tools um, All right, and and if you need cases and examples of how to use them, etc., they are in the book. Mm -hmm. Awesome, yeah, I'm I'm going to be checking it out as soon as we're done, because uh, you know if if there's a, a anything to help me out as well, and uh, you know if they're like PDF templates, I'll, I'm going to install it in my handy little uh, uh, remarkable here, and I can just use it yes, right there. Yes, yeah. uh, so the, awesome. the the tools on mm -hmm. the on the strategiesprints.com are PDFs that mm -hmm. you can use there. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I love PDFs. So, um, you know what? That is everything. It was fun. Thank you. So you know, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anytime you want to, when your next book comes out, anytime you want to, or things have changed, give me a shout. We'll do it again. I'll do it. No In seventeen years, when I write the next one, I will. I will call you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. If I'm still doing this in 17 years, more power to both of us, right? Um, so thank you so much. This is absolutely great, Simon. Thank you, everybody. Keep rolling. And uh, yeah. And uh, for the people at home, we will be right back after this. are back. Um, thank you, Simon, so much for talking to us. It was great. Um, at the time, we were actually at the the Beach House writing retreat. Oh Lord! Yes. When I recorded it, so, it so um, long ago now. Yeah, it was uh, it was a, a great sort of a break in between quote unquote work and everything else that I was doing that you know that weekend because I think I had that Friday off to boot. So it was kind of nice. I mostly remember you wrangling the loon. Uh, yes, that was like two days before. I want to say, or the the yeah. Yes, but my dominant memory of that trip is always going to be always going to be the loon. the loon. Yeah. Um. So, um, I think uh this week's word is appropriate at this point. And it is. Uh, I'm actually gonna the the word this week is had COVID. Okay. All one word. Uh, I don't think I've used it, and if I have to come back and re-record this bit again because I forgot to check the um, the spreadsheet before I said anything, 
then yeah. But we haven't had COVID before, so it seems unlikely. Yeah, but well, I've had guests who have. Oh. Yes. All right. Now, now I have to look at look it up like right now. Well, while Kevin is looking that up, uh, you yeah. can look things up over at productivityalchemy.com. You can find out about badges, which are the things where you enter the little code, like had COVID. You can find uh, links to past episodes, show notes. That's right. All kinds of cool stuff. You can also find a link that says support us. Please do not click it. No, we we do not need the support no we we are we are supported we have we have so much support like it doesn't just support it lifts and separates uh it's um <laughs> okay i i sorry that one got away from that, me that one did get okay the the word is good the word is good okay so the um, word is had covid yes, yes. one word and uh we would rather you give money or your support Mm-hmm. To to lift and perhaps not separate a charity. What is the charity? This uh, week? So so not a specific charity, but uh, and I will I will link to some of the charities that do this in the show notes. But um, water, water, water is very important. Clean water, um, and my personal one of my personal things is also um, water freedom. Oh yeah, because there are corporations out there who will gladly, given the opportunity buy the water rights and then Nestle. say all yeah all the people who would depend on this normally no longer have access to it and have to buy it from them absolutely um yeah, there's also uh, uh i know we have had charities in the past that are bringing water to uh navajo people i believe right. in uh, the southwest who are on a very large uh, patch of tribal land that, frankly, does not have plumbing. Yeah. Uh, so, and if nothing else, uh, throw some money to the water protectors. Uh, yes, all absolutely. All of them, I think, uh, or a very large number of them still have legal funds that need, uh, the, I mean, they still need lawyers because yes. they're still being prosecuted. So. Yep. Right. The The other thing that um, Simon, Simon's based in Austria, Ah, yes. And so one of the things, and this is also still an ongoing need, was the Ukrainian government Bitcoin wallet. If you are a person who does cryptocurrencies, uh, I'm not, but this is a way to help fund the Ukrainians in their, you know, and everything that they're doing right now in their, the, I would have hoped. I would have prayed that, you know, here we are two months later that that whole thing was done but it's not it is I, going to be ongoing for a while it is a I humanitarian have a lot of crisis about bitcoin very few of them good but if you have some yep. giving it to the ukraine is is a lot better than than a lot of other things yes yeah so um so that's you take know take your dirty bit money and put it somewhere good put it somewhere yeah no take you know one of uh, uh what was it two jobs ago it was like i am taking my dirty dirty money from working for the evil corporate, you know, working for a company that got all its money from the evil corporations and shoving it into good things. Yeah. So, you know, it's the same sort of thing there. Um, anyway. Anyway, um, I'm going to go relax. Yeah, we we uh, we are still trying to take it easy and not push ourselves, which is easier to say on a podcast than do in real life. Right. So, uh, so much easier to say on a podcast. All of um, you out there... We missed you last week. We did. I it, I felt an, an 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 ache in my podcast hole. That didn't come out I, right. Okay, so I don't want to know any more about Kevin's podcast hole. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm yeah. a little confused myself. So, so uh, yeah, everybody out there, just remember to uh, stay productive, no no matter what it looks like. Uh, just not involving the podcast hole. I still don't. I don't know why I said that. It's just a, neither do I. Yeah.